This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 662, time for my fighting PJs. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atabooks2019. That's bit.ly slash atabooks2019. Over 200,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. We're also sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selection of vinyl figures from Pops to Dorbs, Rides to Mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. Hi, this is Infernal Bill from Taverncast, and you're listening to All Things Azeroth with Medros, Toasty, and Ali, three great podcast hosts who are great and will lend you money if you ask them nicely. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and with me I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Oh, hey. How's it going? I'm doing good. It's been a good freaking day. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, That's it's good. nice and warm out. Got a break from the from the cooler weather for a little bit. You know, can't complain, really. Except I can complain because um, helping organize a trip for 15 people to both Disney World and Universal Orlando is a nightmare. And if you can avoid doing that, I heartily suggest that you do because I'd like to pull my hair out. So, yeah. I, I think that's why they have trip planners and, and that kind of a job. You have to pay somebody for that. And my family's very cheap, which is another source of um, contention. No, not contention, conflict right now. Because people are looking for the best deal possible and then failing to read the rest of it. They just see, ooh, tickets for $53, okay. But but they forget that we're planning only on going to each park for a day. And ignoring the fact that that, t- that, that deal for $53 means committing to going there for five days. So yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Okay, but I mean, there's several kingdoms, so how do you choose which kingdom you go to? Oh, I have this whole thing where, like, I, I, I had one of my friends made up this spreadsheet of literally all the attraction. Okay. And people are rating them on a scale of one to four. One being, I'll wait, well, I'll wait with the bags while you guys do the thing, and four being, yeah, I really want to do it, and we're. And we're creating uh, each attraction based on that scale. And from there, we'll figure out what we want to do and how we want to approach it. 
Um, recently, another option was proposed where there's like a midday pass, I think it is, where you show up at noon. You're not allowed in there to the, at the park until noon, where you can stay till close. But you can only do one park on that day. And that, and that is the same price as a one-day park hopper pass. So, what kind of winger options there? Do we want to do? Do we want to do a one-day pass where we can hop between the parks and potentially get like as many of the things off our list as possible, or do we like commit to two half days and only be able to go to two of the parks? So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. It would have been nice. Really complicated. If, yeah, it would have been nice if my family um, started looking at this spreadsheet I gave them when I gave it to them, because it would have it would have given us more time for planning and looking for the deals and all that other stuff. I mean, we're still a month out, so it's still plenty of time. But I gave this to them three weeks ago, and up until this weekend, I was the only one that had filled it out. Yeah, timely reading of stuff is good. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect... Uh, we've got a couple of my older relatives going. I didn't expect them to do it. But there are... There's at least six millennials <laughs> who are technologically savvy who who had no issue figuring it out once I... How did the beginning again? They just chose not to for whatever reason. And now we're here. So yeah. Well, I mean, you still have a little while before you leave, right? Well, I'm leaving in. Uh, I leave in three weeks. Oh, I leave in three weeks. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, oh boy, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a thing. It, it's it's uh, getting close. Yep, yep. Anyway, that's my. That's how I'm doing. How how are you guys doing? How about you, Ali? I'm doing so good. Okay, well, work is horrible and is killing my soul from within, but we're not going to talk about that. Outside of work, everything is great. I am super excited about BlizzCon coming up and Come for the Storm and the patch update that came out today. I just... Ah, things are good. I am... I am excited. I believe what I read was the terminology is it is a content update. Yeah. AKA patch. And if someone could potentially be in love with a patch or a content update, that would be me. And my husband just has to accept it because I'm in love. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, a certain kind of heart has has the ability to, to to put their affections in more than one place, I guess. This is indeed true. Thankfully, he also plays WoW, so he totally gets it, and we watched the video together and had good times. I'm so excited. But we'll talk about that later. We may talk about that a little bit tonight, yeah. Maybe. Maybe just, just a bit. How you doing there, Madras? Um, doing okay. Um... Life continues on, and 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 WoW continues on, um, but we'll talk about more my my time in WoW a little bit later. Um, yeah, not not a whole lot, but uh, enough. enough. Uh, how was your week in WoW, there, Allie? 
Uh, pretty good. Not as involved as I would have liked. Um, things have been a little busy, but I am leveling my dwarf rogue in classic for reasons. I'm gonna go run some dungeons here soon. And she is up to level four, 15 now. 15. She's getting up there. Dead Minds is just, just beyond my reach. I'm almost there. So I'm really excited about that. Nothing too new in raiding. I've gotten the first couple bosses in Heroic down. But that's it. This week we kind of did just a low-key week. Just kind of chilled normal. And that's it. I'm kind of kicking myself, though. I was so busy over the weekend working on stuff for my show that I didn't log in to finish the last little bits of Brewfest. I wanted to get the toy you get from... Uh, eating so much sausage and I had three tokens I still needed two more and then I had two or three tunes that had at least 50 tokens on them and I could have gotten a couple of transmog pieces but I, I was just too busy to log in and unfortunately Brewfest if you don't use them you lose them so that is kind of a bummer that they went to waste when I had plans for them but you know that's okay. Let's do Brewfest next year. Gee darn. But I got the tabard, and that's the important part, because that tabard is amazing. I mean, if you have to do Brewfest, I guess. Oh, shucks. I mean, I'll, I don't I don't know if I can handle it. I don't enjoy Brewfest at all. I wouldn't go to Brewfest in real life. No, no, not at all. I'm not drinking beer right now. No, no, not at all. I think you're lying. I don't know what you're saying, Toasty. Um, I said I think you're lying. I didn't think the words I used were that big, but hey, here we are. Here we are, indeed. How was your weekend while there, Toasty? Um, it was really good, actually. So, um, we did we did uh, heroic Eternal Palace again, blasted through the first three bosses, and then spent a night and a bit on uh, Ashrain. Oh, you were so close too. Oh my god, so close. So we got her down to eight percent. Which on Ashrain is not a lot of health. I think it I think it's something like two point five two million health. Because of the way her shield thing works, her health mm-hmm. pulls stupidly low and so close. Oh my god. <laughs> like painfully close. Like we we finally hit our stride with that boss. We figured out exactly what we need to do. Uh, we just need to hope uh, that uh, RNG is on our side at this point. Because one thing that makes that fight stu- stupid hard is just leaving one coral up bet- between her shellless and shell transition. Because if that right. one coral is up, that's that's putting out a little too much damage for our group to handle right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was within grasp. Like I, I, if one thing had gone, our, if one, if one other thing had gone away, if one person hadn't died, I think on our, on our, on our lowest pull, I think we had somebody dead for a little bit, and we had to wait for um, for a B-Raz to become available. So that if if that hadn't have happened, I think we would have had it. So 
like we're knocking on that door and I can't wait to knock it down. Unfortunately, I discovered while we were doing this boss and through conversation with my raid group, this is something that I hadn't realized is that there's no raid skip for this raid. <laughs> so I'm watching Tosi's stream when he discovers this and his devastation, it was just, it was real. <laughs> it's just that realization that no matter what, even if, even when we get beyond Ashvane, that I will still have to kill her every week. Unless you guys just keep extending the walkout. Like, honestly, I am not opposed to that. <laughs> but, oh my god, I, I was so choked up about that. I, I, oh. Because even if, like, we had we had we had some pulls where we executed everything perfectly except um like we couldn't quite cover the coral spread because of the people it had marked like i feel bad for stone every time he gets marked because he's a death knight yeah <laughs> and if he's the one that needs to run out his mobility is not great i believe one time specifically he was paired up with the tank so he had to run and unless you're able to coordinate quickly where everybody's got to go, people are just going to find whatever they can get to and stick to it. So if somebody commits to one of the closer ones, that leaves poor Stone trying to run his little dwarf butt to the furthest one in the room. And needless to say, that, that that's not happening. Because DK mobility is non-existent. But I thought DK's had a, a ability to, like, do a speed, like, run across or something. I thought they had one in Legion, at least. I'm not sure. I, I haven't played my Death Knight in a while. So I can't speak to that. All I know is, the like, the one time I saw him get it, like, he definitely just, like, did not make it. I think in BFA they made it into a talent you have to actually choose. Oh, okay. If I remember right. I haven't played, because I, I did my Blood DK in Legion, but I haven't touched her too much in BFA, but if I remember right, you have to talent into it. That's unfortunate. It's Stone. He got it. It's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> we did discover a whole bunch of different stuff with this fight. There's a whole bunch of things we can do to, like, cheese that briny bubbles mechanic. Yeah. Because we've got the mages who can ice block out of it. We've got the DKs who can anti-magic shell out of it. There's a, there's a bunch of things that you can do to just like avoid that mechanic altogether. I remember specifically for one pull, there was one time where the Brighty Bubbles came out and literally nobody had to deal with it. Because everybody did their thing to get out of it and just avoid that mechanic coming up. So that was fun able to focus all of our DPS on Ajara at that point. So, hopefully this week. I, I think we're in a good place now. Yeah, you guys were so close. You've got it. I just... I want her dead. <laughs> There's no way around it. I want her dead. 
and then I'm going to boil her because she's just a giant crustacean. I don't think she'd be d- tasty. You know what? It's fine. As long as it's not poisonous, I will I will manage. Maybe add a little bit of garlic. Everything's better with garlic. Something. And butter. <laughs> Medros, how was your weekend well? I wasn't done. You weren't done. I'm kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, Toasty, what else happened in WoW this week? Because I fail. <laughs> um, I also started doing the B-Mount grind. And oh my god. Ah. That's... That's awful right now. Getting busy with some jelly. <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is that is awful right now because because everybody's doing it right. Zone is just full of alliance, looking for jellies, and, and the rate at which I'm finding them is not high, and I don't have the rep I need to buy the item that lets me see the jellies on the mini map for a little bit. And I don't have that rep because I haven't found enough jellies. See, it's a vicious cycle. Like, I'm doing some of the other events to gain rep, but I'm not quite there yet. I think I'm... I am... A few ticks away from what's after friendly? Revered? Honored. Honored. I'm a few... I'm, 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 I'm a short distance from Honored because... I found out that you could just buy the jellies in the auction house, so I may have spent 150,000 gold on buying jellies. Oh, holy crap. So, it was worth. <laughs> you know, I feel no ba- no bad. I don't feel bad at all about that. You, you, you're spending your money now. You, you had it, now you spend it. Your choice. I mean, why... Why have money if I'm not going to spend it? This is something that I want, and that's what it's there for. Because it's a bigger number, Toasty. Yeah, well, bigger number for my weight didn't help me out in any, so... <laughs> yeah, but money is a good thing to have more of, not yeah. whereas weight is not. But it's, it's like fake money, it's fine. Worst case scenario, if I'm really hurting for gold later on, I'll just buy a token. Or start farming stuff. Earning money in WoW is way easier than earning money IRL. Let's just let's, let's just settle it at that. <laughs> I, I think Chris and Easy here has the perfect idea for you. Bring your uh, nephews over uh, and make them farm jellies for you. That that could work. It's 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 bonding time. Yes, let's call it that. It's not slave labor, it's bonding time. Yeah. <laughs> I I would never be in favor of slave labor. I would never do that. Nor would I be in favor of child labor. It's bonding. <laughs> well, one thing that I'm hating about the jelly farming thing is that they look so similar to rabbits. Like when you're just flying over um, Stormsong looking for it. Like, the number of times I flew down for what I thought was a jelly, and then it turned out to be a rabbit, is high. And how many times did you then kill the rabbit that you thought was a jelly? Every time. That was about a bit. So, I have a question. Um, like, the jellies things, you're, these are like living creatures, right? You have to farm? Nope. Nope. So they're just a uh, standalone, like, not moving thing? Looks like honeycombs, almost. Okay. So I, as someone who's not on that rep, can't 
do anything that would prevent people from being able to collect them. Correct. Okay. You can't actually interact with them until you start the quest to uh, begin acquiring your meme out. Gil has a See, great I thought idea about that, that Gil. Yeah, I did think about that, but then I, I turned it off specifically for a reason. It's because I, I am during raid. I kept going to the wrong groups because people's pets or whatever got left behind and were traveling slow. So, like, I'll, I'll probably do that, and then I'll forget to turn it back off for raid, and then I'll have another problem. But the, the obvious solution is I need to be more. I need to be less forgetful. But anybody who knows me knows that's not likely. I was gonna give you crap about raid awareness, but that works too. Yeah. <laughs> that too. But sometimes sometimes I'm in a hurry to get somewhere and I'm just like, okay, where's the blue nameplate? Okay. Come to that. Oh wait, no, that's a pet, and now I'm dead. Or in one case it was a totem. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that was my week in WoW. Medros, what did you get up to? Uh, my week in WoW was thoroughly uneventful. I went out to Mechagon a few times. Uh, did the, the the daily there each time. Um, just kind of working towards the Paragon stuff there. Uh, and, of course, trying to kill Rust Rather every time because I want that mount. Um, let's see what else was there. Um, I did Najatar a few times, but mostly just doing the really easy world quests there. Uh, but I did do a couple times where uh, I ended up getting the um, the emissary there. So I'm now a third of the way from revered to honored or to exalted, and then. Um, beyond that, I leveled up my... I was working on my Torn Paladin a little bit. And got him up to 113. And then I also got a little bit further on my... Well, I got my my monk prepared. Um, I did take him out to do a few quests out in Voldoon. Uh, but not a huge amount of stuff out there. Um, and then brought him back and got both him and my Torn uh, ready to go over to Dark Moon, get the buff over there, um, and then get them ready so they. Next time I want to quest on them, I can do that pretty quick. Um, so they now they're now fully buffed up for the two buffs that I can give them, and uh, they're ready to go for next leveling session. I decide to do on them. Um, I was kind of frustrated because. I guess I misunderstood what the changes coming in 8.2.5 for the the war campaign we're going to be do. Uh, you still need to be 120 to com to complete the war the war campaign. Uh, that was not lifted. It was just the reputation requirements uh, that previously existed. So uh, I can't could not just log on to my my characters that are 112 and 113 respectively and do the war campaign on them without being the correct level. So still need to level one of them up and. Go with that. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that goes, but we'll see. Um, 
yeah, I uh, didn't do a whole lot else this week. I did go on a few characters. I went over uh, two different zones and basically did some world quests to get them to where they were going to have a, uh, MS, uh, a Paragon box uh, available. Because uh, there were a few that were within a thousand. So I went into this world quest in those zones, uh, often over in Dressfar for some reason. I, I'm never over there for some reason. So it was just a lot of um, trying to get them to where they could get their emissary there. Um, and uh, yeah, just other than that, just the basic stuff, going and doing my mission tables every day and trying to help out where I can. Uh, Nothing super, super exciting, but uh, interesting stuff. Um, I still have, like, I think two Magni-related quests that I have to go out and um, and see people. Uh, I realize that I haven't taken my hunter out to wherever he has to go uh, to complete the Hattie stuff to get him, get Hattie, I don't think. Um, there's lots of stuff that I, just, I haven't bothered to do. Um, and, I mean, there's super easy things, there's super fast things, I just haven't really bothered. So I need to spend some time actually doing the stuff I don't bother with. Like dungeons and raiding? Uh, no, I said... twisting his arm. Uh, as well, uh, I did talk to Ro this weekend, <laughs> uh, and uh, you can hear that on his uh, show coming out in the morning, so... Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, some... Uh, it, it was the RNG segment, and... I can't remember what the R stood nice. for, but uh, the N was Netflix and the G was Goose, uh, which led <laughs> to a tangent about uh, the untitled game Goose getting his own Netflix series someday. Oh, um, untitled Goose game looks so good. <laughs> I don't even know what to think of that, to be honest. I don't even know. Oh, like I've, been, I've been thinking about picking that up because it's on Steam, too. Uh... You know, I heard... It feels like every time I hear good things about a game on Steam, and then I actually eventually get it, I don't like it. Like, Kerbal Space Program, I heard great things about that. I played it for, like, ten minutes, and was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, I'm not going to bother. And Kerbal's so much fun. If, if for no other reason than building ridiculous rockets and seeing how how it fails catastrophically. Um, yeah, I just... I didn't enjoy it. It just seemed kind of... Okay, what am I doing again? Yeah. Like, one of my favorite things to do is attach the rockets at a 45 degree angle and attach a lot of them so that when it rockets up, it also rotates. Okay. Fancy. Well, mm. it also eventually just kills the Kerbals. <laughs> well, isn't that the whole plan behind the game? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that game should be called Kerbal Killing Simulator. Speaking of killing, um,. I had a quite a lengthy discussion on the weekend about this, so, and I'm pretty sure you watched this YouTube series as well. Uh, have you watched the Crazy Baby Girl on YouTube, the, the Sims Girl? Kelsey and Pizza Yeah. Yep. Have you watched the latest video? Yep, that's part of my Saturday morning thing. I have okay. that on while I'm doing stuff around the house. Um, a lesson to anybody who plays The Sims. Take care of your characters. Saying. I, I laughed. I laughed hard. Maybe don't leave them unattended around a pool. Maybe, especially not when they're tired. That's probably yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, don't do that. Good lesson for Sims and real life, just saying. 
I don't know, I was that person. Like, I haven't played Sims since, like, early versions of it. And even then it was minimal. I was that person that put them in the pool and took the ladder out. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I also do that. I mean, who didn't do that, really? Like, me. I've never done that. Well, then you're a better uh, person than I us. don't try and kill, try kill my Sims. I like my Sims. I try to keep them alive. <laughs> See, but to make sure, to make 100% sure they don't get out, I also put a wall around the border of the pool. Nice. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, it, she, she, the, the wife told me what happened, and then she had me actually watch the video, and I'm like... Seeing the kids, you know, moping around, and and I'm seeing one that like kind of looks like hiding out outside. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and then, like through a window, I see a kid jumping in a pool, and I'm like, oh, it's not going well. It's not going to go well. <laughs> and, and 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 then she's freaking out, and I'm like, well, I guess that just yeah, teaches you a lesson. I guess hard one. Anyways, uh, this is not all things Sims. Uh, so let us move along to our first sponsor. Uh, our first sponsor is Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzard universe, like Firefly, Star Trek, and Doctor Who. I like to highlight a Funko Pop each week, and this week's Funko is one that I, I think is a pretty cool Funko, in my opinion. I might be biased on this. Uh, but I'm very excited that they are actually doing one like this. Um, and I'm pretty sure nobody in our chat will guess who this is. Um, neither of my co-hosts even said they were even going to try and guess it. Um, but I'm really excited by this one. Do you guys, do you guys know who it is? I only do because I cheated. Because okay. if you open the image and Google, the URL tells you what it is. <laughs> well, that's not nice. Hey, I'm being honest about my cheating. Is Fair it enough. a Golden Girl? No. <laughs> is it a Golden it, it's Girl? It's Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> it's a Golden Girl who is dressed up as a judge for Halloween. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, totally not going to go into anything more in depth on this one. Just uh, I, I really like this choice for a, a future Funko Pop. Um, I don't think it's available currently, but it will be one day. And. Um, I think that's really awesome. Uh, so, if you'd like to check out this Funko Pop or many others, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA. You can check out their online shop and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA and use Shop 10 to save 10%. And we want to thank Funko for their support of the show. All right, before we get into uh, our, our other weeks week of stuff... Um, we launched a contest last night. It is the Dressing Up for BlizzCon 2019 contest. Um, so thank you to the folks at Blizzard. They gave us uh, a bunch of BlizzCon 2019 virtual tickets to give away. And so we're going to do, do a contest. Um, and sort of like the travel style, uh, we want to see your transmogs based on a variety of themes. Um, each person can submit two entries per theme. Uh, to show at allthingsazeroth.com before noon on Friday the 25th of October. Uh, that's noon central time. And beginning at noon on the 26th, we will post a series of screenshots in our Discord server under the channel Dressing Up Contest. And in that channel, each person will vote one time for which one of the entries they 
like the most. And the voting for that will close at 7 p.m. on the 28th. Um, on the 28th, we will have uh, our usual live show. We'll have Ro as a guest. And we'll be announcing who the winner of each theme is. Um, if the person who is the winner has already won in another category, uh, that will then go to the next person in that category. So, uh, Ali, do you want to read the first three entries in our list of categories? Sure. Just three? Fine. So we have <laughs> fiery threads from the hottest places on Azeroth. The path to ice cream. You read the, third, the fourth one. Okay, thank you. Under the Sea, and Yar. That's my favorite. <laughs> Jeez, I can't imagine why. Uh, Toast, you, re- you want to read the rest? Sure. Uh, the remaining themes are Faction Pride, Tributes to Peace and Virtue, which means it's not a warrior-themed theme. No. Uh, Servants of the Old Gods and Dressed to the Nines. Yeah, so uh, I think most of them are pretty, uh, pretty clear. Uh, fiery threads is, of course, fire-based. Path to Ice Crown is is cold and, and based on on the type of armor we saw in Ice Crown. Uh, Under the Sea, if you're looking at Vashir, Najatar, that kind of stuff is probably going to give you good stuff. Uh, I, I, Ali, I think you got some ideas on Yar. Maybe, maybe some thoughts there. There are so many fantastic pirate transmogs in From BFA, so. I, I expect great things from this one. I think Ali may have very strong opinions on what <laughs> entries we get here, so I'd bring your A-game there, guys. Uh, next one, of course, Faction Pride. That is Alliance or Horde showing off what is what to you represents your faction. Um, tributes to Peace and Virtue, of course. Light, holiness, that kind of stuff. Um... Maybe your tribute to Peace and Virtue is is you are just wearing your normal stuff. Whatever you want to do. Um, Servant of the Old Gods, I expect lots of tentacles in here. Just saying. Uh, that seems to happen a lot. Uh, probably with a, that, that gift you get from the, the Blade quest there. Uh, and Dress of the Nines is your formal wear. If you were going to a formal event in Azeroth, what would you wear to look your best? Um... And we cannot wait to see what you guys have come up for this. You guys come up with this con- for this contest. Uh, we look forward to having some really great entries and uh, giving away some virtual tickets. So please do send us your your submissions. Um, send them sooner rather than later if you want, uh, but definitely send them before the deadline. And good luck to everybody who enters. Are you guys excited for this? I'm so yeah. excited. I love transmog. Yeah, trans like people come up with some pretty cool transmogs, and I'm excited to see uh, people flex that flex that muscle. See, the thing I like the best about this is uh, you don't need to have the time pressure of trial of style. So there's infinite possibilities for um, what we might be able to see for what people do at, with some time to think about it and plan. As long as they actually have those items. <laughs> Yes, but you can usually go to the auction house if you don't, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah, so so make sure the screenshots are in-game. Don't just go use the wowhead model viewer. Absolutely. Please. You have they have to be in-game screenshots. And and we'll be checking. Um also if you can try and avoid having your character's name in there, we don't want people to know who the, the entry was from. 
Um, if it, it includes your name, we will have to block that out. Um, I suspect if Ali makes any submissions, we know what category it'll be under, and we'll know it's her. Well, I won't make any submissions. Ali, you get one. <laughs> I already, you have I'm one going already. to BlizzCon, so I have one already. I still would be surprised if you put a submission for Yar, just because you have I, to. I might, I might post it in another channel, just so I don't mess up the contest channel. Well, they have to email it to us, and then we post the entries. Oh yeah, for them. To, <laughs> so the vote, the vote will be based on reaction. So if you aren't, if you're listening to this and you are not on our Discord, first off, why are you not on our Discord? It's awesome. Um, but come to our Discord. Uh, the dressing up contest channel is where you'll vote by reaction to each one. Um, so when we post it, the reactions will be based on number and uh, or letter, one of the two. I'm not quite sure yet. And then when we choose the winner or when we announce the winner it'll be based on the most reactions to that that entry so and um, we'll be going through them to make sure you didn't put multiple reactions because that would suck uh well yeah i mean you can't you, cool, dude. yeah like one 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 vote per category uh please we, we really appreciate it if you don't be putting uh votes for everybody because that just skews it so all right. Uh, well, I guess it's uh, I guess it's time to uh, to go to Twits. I guess. All right. So as I talked about earlier today, um, I I was streamed Heroic Eternal Palace, and and people got to live my pain of getting so close to killing Ashvane and not getting quite close enough. You could almost taste the pain. It was it was bad. Um, and then on Sunday, I decided to take a little bit of a departure from something like killing stuff repeatedly or attempting to kill things repeatedly to play some Stardew Valley. I started a new farm and I've uh, been playing through that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a nice chill game. It was something that I'm able to do while it'll just also pay attention to chat and also pay attention to a hockey game I ha may or may not have going on my laptop. <laughs> I was very sad about that game, but I'm not going to talk about that. So yeah, if uh, if you enjoy seeing my pain, as as some people saw this past week, you know, just just go to twitch.tv slash toastypostycan, and you'll you'll probably see me in some form of anguish at least once that week. I don't enjoy seeing your pain. I'm cheering you on. I'm not saying you enjoyed it. I'm saying <laughs> other people may have enjoyed it. So what you're saying is you did not enjoy the game you watched? Yep, and that's all okay. I'm going to say about that. You sure there's nothing else you want to say? Yep. Okay, I have only one question. What's up with the 3-2 to two scores for your team? We like to give people hope and then take right. it away. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's say as we move on to this week in Alley Podcasting, I guess. Well, I got a couple things, actually. For Dungeon Fables, I put out my Gundrak episode, which is a lot of fun. And this upcoming week will be Violet Hold. And there's actually more lore there than I was expecting. So that is really fun. I'm excited about that. Uh, I've got some other things in the works that I can't talk about quite yet. But what I can mention is that for Calm Before the Storm... I am going to be a part of Pod Before the Con again, 
which will be on Twitch the night of the 27th. It's a panel of some fantastic people coming together and geeking out about WoW and it's, or you know, Blizzard games in general, and it's going to be so much fun and I'm really excited about that. And if you're going to come before the storm, I can also announce that I'm going to be a part of an awesome meetup called the Council of Beerus Hall. And that is with some fellow lore shows, including Merely a Setback for Azeroth and Morley Gray, plus, you know, myself. And we're going to meet up for like an hour or so and just kind of hang out and have a good time. So if you're going to come for the storm, you should stop by and say hi. Maybe have a drink. I'm really excited. No, not maybe have a drink. Have a drink. They have there's a minimum they have to have sold. So, so have want to drink. Help out, come before the storm and drink a lot. That is my plan. <laughs> and Toasty's gonna have one drink with me that night. It may yes. not be at the meetup, but at some point that night he's gonna have one drink with me. Yep, accurate. Awesome. And now time for This Week in Medros Pokemon. Um, I got not a lot of interest this week. Um, so due to the fact that I travel by bus, uh, whereas the wife drives, uh, I'm able to do Pokemon for both of us uh, in my day. And able to ensure that we, we get stuff because I have stops that are right by my work. Um, which is awesome. Uh, however, um, and I'm sure that I will hear more about this uh, when another show like I did before the show. Um, this week she she had some really good uh, really good wild time. Right? Really good um, Pokemon catches. Uh, since last Monday morning, so one week and say 12 hours, She's gotten 11 shinies. Now, for those who don't know, shinies are very, very, very rare in Pokemon. Apparently, I hear this. I don't actually believe it sometimes, but apparently I hear it. Um, yeah, she's got 11 shinies, uh, whereas I think in that time period, I might have gotten one. I don't remember what it would have been, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I may have gotten one shiny in that period. Um, but I'm working more right now on my Lucky Decks, um, because that's kind of where I'm I'm trying to focus my post-hitting level 40 time. Uh, it's something that I can actually do with the two accounts um, and having uh, other accounts to work with uh, to catch stuff that I need. Um, and I got several luckies this week. I added my, my lucky deck, so that was good. Um, stuff that is kind of hard to get as well, like I don't see a lot of normal diglets, um, so... I was very happy when the one I got in the last two weeks was actually lucky. Uh, so that filled in that spot for me for my Doug Trio when I finally get that evolved done. Um, just looking at my uh, my Pokemon list uh, for this for this last little while, um, I caught some Machops. Um, I did hatch a Gullet, uh, which is a new one in Gen 5, uh, 96%, so that was really awesome. Um, I did some trades, as I said. I uh, got a lucky Kangaskhan. Um, so recently they did a, an egg event where you could hatch a regional Pokemon from other regions, including Mr. Mime, Kangaskhan, and Farfetch'd in America. Um, I hatched many Mr. Mime, many Kangaskhans, uh, finally got myself a lucky Kangaskhan. I already had a lucky Farfetch'd from, from 
early days of trading. Um, but I did a bunch of Mr. Mime trades and I did not get a lucky. So I may wait for that to get a lucky friend who can do that for me. Um, I hatched a 98% Tauros this week. Um, let's see. I traded uh, with a friend who went to the Montreal Safari Zone. Uh, they caught a bunch of shiny Yanmas. And I had a spare shiny Onyx. So I traded them I spare, right, one of my spare shiny Onyxes for a shiny Yanma. Um, which is really cool. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, they also brought back a bunch of letters of unknown. Uh, so I got a cue from them. And um, I think there's still several letters that I need to get from them that, 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 were, that I have not gotten here locally. Um, I think these are since last week. Uh, yeah. Um, so this past weekend was the Taipei Safari Zone. And from that event, um, Shiny Oddish and his family were introduced. And I got two Shiny Oddishes. So that was pretty cool. Uh, really, really enjoyed getting those. Um, but those are actually the only Shinies I got. I did hatch some new stuff. Like I said, I, I hatched the Gullet, which is not my first one. I think it was my second one. But it was really good. I hatched a Fungus, which if you look at it from the top, it looks like a Pokeball, which is really cool. I haven't actually seen one in the world, though. Uh, so hoping to get that. Um, uh, they, they did trade me, a, my friends who were at Montreal also trade me a Tropius, uh, which I believe is a, sh uh, regional from, I think, like, India area, somewhere around that part of the world, um, and, uh, I think the rest is stuff that I would have talked about last week, but, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy Pokemon Go, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, especially with new stuff, uh, and um, always uh, trying to get more shinies. Uh, having more luck for somebody else than I am for myself, though. So uh, hopefully that luck changes. And um, yeah, U2 raid hour is tomorrow. Uh, that's the makeup raid hour for the original one back three weeks ago that did not happen properly. Uh, so I'm hoping to get a lucky or a shiny um, U2 from that. And then the day after that is another Giratina. So hope we get a shiny there too. So we'll have to see what happens. Uh, but that is this week in Medras Pokemon. Aren't you guys excited for me? Hearing hearing the stories you tell about the shinies and all that stuff, and you, I, when you say it's rare, I, I don't believe you. Why? Because in in all the time that I've been playing Pokemon since since like Red and Blue. I've seen one wild shiny. <laughs> and you're, so you're talking the main series games, right? Yeah. And how much time in that game have you spent trying to dedicate time to try and get shinies? Well, on the one game that I played the most on, I had 900 hours in the game. Okay. But how much of that my... was dedicated going to place where you think you'll probably get a shinier or encounter a certain Pokemon to try and the the intended effort of trying to get a shiny well game itself didn't take long to complete like less than 50 hours for sure I don't I don't it was, this was a long time ago at this point this is 10 years ago so less than a hundred hours, and the rest of it was dedicated to trying to fill the decks and also trying to fill it with shinies. Okay, um, that was for one game. Okay, I, I totally get you. Um, so, um, 
just as kind of an example, um, I've I've seen 490 Patrat uh, since they came out, and I've only seen I only gotten one shiny. Um, for Lillipup, uh, I've actually gotten two shinies, uh, but I've seen over 800 of them. Um, and then I think that's the only ones that are shiny. Clink, uh, I've only seen one because I only did one raid, uh, but that can be shiny as well. Um, I, I one example. Like I, don't, of, like I don't doubt that it's rare compared to the numbers that you generally catch in Pokemon Go. Yeah, I'm just wondering how the numbers the numbers compare between Pokemon Go and the main series. Uh. The the odds that that have been mathed out in the Pokemon Go community is you have a one in four hundred fifty chance on each encounter you have that it'll be shiny. Okay, I remember last time I seriously looked at it, the odds for main game was like one in several thousand. <laughs> I totally get that, and and you make very good points. Um, oh, here it is: one in every eight thousand one hundred ninety-two. So definitely much better odds. However, better. I, I, those are worse odds. That's <laughs> right. Better odds in Pokemon Go, I should say. Is what I was trying to say. Um, however, they are very different games, and I don't feel that you can really compare the two games. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing them. I'm just like, wow. Um, I wish, I wish I had shinies that often in the main game. <laughs> as a comparison, um, I have seen. I've actually caught 1,500 Machops. Uh, over a thousand of those were since the Shiny was released, and I have not seen a Shiny. So, um, while it is 1 in 450 is your odds, um, we are all familiar with the joy of RNG. Uh, I'm sure uh, Ali can go at length about the RNG of Invincible, or Don't many other started, mounts. Man. Don't um, get me started, and I mean it, it, it it's all RNG so while the odds are 1 in 450 um, I know somebody who hatched over 800 eggs uh, during the two weeks of the regional event and did not get a single shiny out of all of them so the odds are inconclusive at best uh, oh, yeah. as to you, I know somebody who got a, got a shiny in, in the main series games um, really early on in their in their playing the main series games, I also know people who've never seen a shiny in that in those main series games. So yep, it, it's all RNG. RNG. Um, but yes, the RNG for for Pokemon Go is far more uh, kind and caring than it is for main series games. But I think the main series games players are a, a very different breed of player. So um, it, it's you're it's, not wrong. <laughs> uh, if if they had shinies with those odds in Pokemon Go. Uh, shiny hunting would be a dead thing. People would not even do it. So, and and the odds are even diff more different if you're looking at a community day Pokemon, uh, where in general, if you do the three hours of community day, you should see two or three shinies. Um, but that's when shinies are rates are boosted. Oddish that I got the shiny rates are boosted because of the event. Um, that's usually a one in uh, fifty to one one, uh, one in one hundred and fifty. Odds for most most uh, event boosted shiny rates, 
but then when they are no longer event, um, you're back to the one in four fifty. So it, it's definitely. I feel being Pokemon being my first game in this series. Um, I feel with the effort that I've put in, I wish I had more shinies than I do, but I also know that I'm very fortunate to have the shinies I do. So that is just my opinion. Anyways, we should talk about this week in WoW. Yeah, so this week in WoW, there is not too much. Uh, we've got the Darkwing Fair, which started on yesterday, so October 6th, and runs till October 12th. So if you are like me and chasing after your B-mount, uh, now is a good time to do it, because reputation gains. That's always a good thing. And outside of that, we've got the Battle for Azeroth Dungeon event, and that runs from October 8th to October 14th. And that's it. Those are, those are the scheduled events. All right, so we're an hour to the podcast, so let's talk about news. Yes, I'm so excited. All right, Allie, Allie, you are, I can I can literally feel you bursting at the seams. I, I, like, I, I as we keep talking, I'm getting like more and more tense. I'm like just ready to like burst I, and gush and yeah, uh. I, I visualize you, Allie, right now being like a vibrating like I don't know, uh, basically <laughs> vibrating with excitement for what's happening in this patch. Get really started with that one. Yes, yes. I. Yes, I did. As I said earlier, if if I could be in love with a content patch, I this is I I am in love, madly, deeply in love. So will your main be become a Vulpira? Well, no, because our main's aligns. Will you make a Vulpira? Yes. <laughs> is That's that... not what I'm most excited about in this okay. content batch, but I am excited about that. What is your number one feature of Patch 8.3 that we've seen so far? Do I have to pick one? Yes. I said feature. It hurts my soul. Um... Do, 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 do. Don't get so copyrighted. Don't, don't do I'm it. I'm going to have to go seconds. with the horrific visions. I think... It is very, very smart with Blizzard to make this scenario, these these things you can go do, an option between doing it by yourself or bringing up to four friends with you. Wait, I can do stuff alone? Awesome. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like for those who either, you know, you like Medros, you prefer to do things alone. Or for people who only ha want to do things with a couple of friends. Or for those who maybe have guildies who are playing other games or classic. You will not be held back. You get to go experience this thing. And I think that was very, very smart of Blizzard. And it sounds like it's going to be something that is challenging. Something you have to do over time. Something you have to go talk to Rathion for and get a legendary cloak for. So are you breaking up there? I don't quite hear you, but we'll, we'll move on past that. Oh, don't worry. Rathion. <laughs> and he's in a raid. And, and you know, you oh know I was talking to somebody this weekend and I, I saw it coming that they were going to talk about that name. I knew they were going to. And then I'm like, as soon as I saw there was a video today, I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to watch this thing. I know the name that's going to be mentioned. I know there's going to be somebody there. 
Okay, so so before we continue on, just in case nobody's heard the news, the 8.3 stuff is on PTR and it's called oh something about Nazoth. Visions of Nazoth. Visions of Nazoth. <laughs> That's what it's called now, something about Nazoth. Yeah. <laughs> blah 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 Nazoth. Yeah, that's what's Visions called. of Nazoth. So and... many old god things. I'm so excited. Like, it's literally all old god stuff, and it's amazing. If they do not have it's... a tentacle mount in this patch, I'll be disappointed. Funny story. Funny story. <laughs> There's a tentacle mount. <laughs> uh, at least oh, a mount so that has jokes. tentacles. So many jokes. There is one I'm really excited about for mounts is the Nihilotha Allseer. On uh, the MMO Champion post about this. It just has little tooltips and little things about it. For the Nihilotha Allseer, it is to find him, drown yourself in the circle of stars, which harkens back to Ilganoth and all of his whispers. And uh, I am like bursting at the seams. I'm so excited. I'm going to actually do PTR, which I rarely ever have the time or take the time to do PTR. I'm doing so much PTR for this. All right, folks. What so, about, so what we're about gonna, the weird worm mount thing? We're gonna we're gonna warn people that there very likely, very possibly will absolutely definitely be mentions that will pass through of spoilery stuff. Just just you're warned. Somebody here will mention spoilery stuff. Just There's no way to avoid spoilery. I will stuff. contain myself as much as possible. Exactly, this and is... you'll still mention spoilery stuff. I will behave. We already talked about Rathion. <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, so yeah. Um, you know, do you want to know what I'm excited about this one? I'm excited what? for Blackrock Depths as a pet dungeon. Are you now? Why, did you why, pet why battle content? I wasn't aware that you did the pet battle content. I don't actually. <laughs> See, I, I'm so I confused. <laughs> I would have thought that you would have been excited about uh, going to Nihilotha. I was just trying to mention something that probably was never going to be mentioned by anybody else because there's so much other stuff in this patch. Okay. Now, granted, like I, I'm, I'm excited for that because it's a dungeon and that's my thing. I just, I haven't had as much time to get into the pet dungeons as I would like. So no, I was not going to mention that. So I'm so glad you did. Okay, well, let's, sarcastically. Let, let's, 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 okay, first off, Toasty, what is your, what is your opinion of the one thing they missed the, uh, the mark on the most in this patch? Well, I mean, they gave people a lot of what they were looking for, people, like, there's a lot of stuff that people have been clamoring for since the beginning of BFA, and we're finally getting it. Uh, Volpira have been announced as one of the allied races. They are for the Horde. Um, but but also the Alliance got a new allied race that I'm really excited about, kind of, not really... Mechanomes. So, would, uh, Where they would missed be, the mark. Would it be fair to say they missed the mark on not having a different allied race for the Horde, or for the Alliance? Uh, yes, that would be accurate. Where are my turtles? Give me my turtles. Um, clearly Tortolan, we please. didn't return up to the water, I guess, or, or we, maybe we killed too many in, in the cycle of life one, I guess. Well, you guys killed them. I haven't killed any turtles. <laughs> we as in the player base, yes. Yeah. I still refuse to do that. I understand that. It, it would break your heart, I'm sure. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah, um, with with the Volpira and the Mechanomes being introduced as allied races, we've also got the new mounts. The Mechanomes have this weird, like, robot thing that kind of looks like that is similar to the Battle Strider, except it doesn't have a head or a tail. It looks like just a saddle with legs. At least that's what I assume the Mechanome mount is, and, and the Volpira have a hyena. Which again, very cool. Uh, there's also like, there's a bunch of new mounts. I think there's I was just looking at them. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten mounts so far. So you got there's the corrupted the Void dragon mount. Uh-huh. Yeah, the void dragon. You got an Azoth serpent, which is that weird snake thing with no eyes and just teeth. The Mechagon Mechanostrider. Caravan Hyena, the Nile of the Allseer, and there's two weird ones. There's um, a clutch, the clutch of Hali, which there's no description there, so we don't know what it is. Um, and the the alpaca. People have been wanting that alpaca mount for a while. <laughs> we don't know how it's obtained. There's nothing there as of right now, and there's no indication whether or not it will be restricted to a specific faction, although you do see many people clamoring for it to be a Horde-specific mount. As much as I would like an alpaca, that would be a logical thing. Nope. Horde get lots of cool mounts. We get horses. I am not at all biased. In the Horde's defense, I am. We, we get the B-mount, even though the B-mount was talked about last BlizzCon, and they never said anything about it being faction-specific. No, I'm, no, no it's, I don't care. <laughs> I, I I am not at all biased in this situation. No, not at all. Uh, we've also got the two normal PvP uh, season rewards. We got the vicious white war saber and the vicious white bone steed. Both seem pretty appropriate considering everything that's going down with the forsaken and the elves. Oh yeah, like lots of mounts. And also, I just want to go back to we're going to Nyalotha. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. I oh my gosh. I'm I'm having to work really hard to contain myself right now. Yeah. There there are lots of bosses in there. We've already mentioned one of them. I'm I'm hesitant to mention the other ones. We but... have a 12 boss raid. Yeah. People. 12 so, bosses. So let's kind of rewind a bit and talk about kind of what they announced and what we can expect. Okay. Let's give a, a more a more detailed overview than than just picking <laughs> than just Ali in a corner gushing. Yes. <laughs> uh, instead of Ali declaring love for a patch, uh, so a follow up from the eight point two patch where we had um, the rise of Ashara and and the Eternal Palace raid and the ending of that, which I'm sorry I'll be spoilery uh, at the end. Nazoth is released fully, and we, while we do take out Azara, he takes her away, and I'm assuming she's alive again, even though I don't know that I actually see her listed in the raid bosses. Um, and then you, we now have to deal with that. You don't see her listed. You don't see you don't see her listed in the raid bosses, but during the video, she is there in Nyalofa. All right then. Uh, I, just, I just didn't didn't see her listed. I'm sure I'm sure we will see her there somewhere. Um, but yeah, so 
as a follow-up to that, and now that we have the war campaign done, which uh, in hindsight, I'm glad they kind of split the war campaign off uh, uh, apart from this so that we can focus on that, see that, experience that, and now we can move on to this last raid, or assumed to be the last raid. Um, and this is basically, Nazoth is released, he is... Uh, free roaming Azeroth and uh, his minions are um, causing us some troubles. Well, um, free roaming to a degree it's a weird like layer on top of Azeroth kind of deal going on. At least that's my understanding of it. It's almost like a shadowy land of Azeroth version, right? Yeah. Or like upside down as in Stranger Things. Oh my god, we're that's, going that's to the upside it, down! That's what it made me think of, yeah. Fair enough. Oh. So, um, as was mentioned, we are going to see a number of very familiar names in the list of bosses, list of bosses here. Um, we will, of course, see Nazoth. Uh, probably not defeat him, but we'll see. Maybe. See him twice. There's two fights where uh, you fight Nazoth. Well, yeah, like, we're... we're seen carapace of Nizoth? I'm guessing that's his, like, I don't know, shed skin or something that has his own boss, which is just creepy. Um, and the one boss that I will do a raid for. <laughs> only, only, if the boss dies at the end. We're not good at killing then I don't want to do it. For if anybody he's, who's he's not following along, we're talking about Rathion. If he is helping us with our legendary cloaks once again, we're not going to be killing him. And, and we can take over for him, it's fine. Oh yeah, spoiler, <laughs> we're also getting legendaries finally. The first, we went from all the legendaries last expansion to just the one this expansion, and I am for it. Yes. I am interested. I, I don't know that I'll actually do it, but I'm interested. There, like, there, there are so many... Again, I'd love to say something about these bosses, but we're not spoiling. We we're not spoiling. There, there, there are a lot of familiar faces, guys. Oh my gosh, there is, and I, I'm, I'm... This is where I just... I need to go back to my corner and, and gush and not say anything. Please feel free to say non-spoilery stuff. But we're fighting the Mantid again? The Mantid are very much involved to, to the surprise of nobody. Because, you know, they're very much all about the old gods. I'm noticing Ali's gone very silent. So I'm guessing... I'm struggling. <laughs> okay. Say so one... another... Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I would say, say one thing that might be spoilery in a single word. In a single word, that's impossible, my friend. Okay. Okay. Can can so, can we can we combine our single words? Sure. Nope. <laughs> you, you say one word that go, go may ahead, combine Dusty. to be spoiler. I'll, I'll pick up what you're putting down. Go ahead, Dusty. Ilganoth. Reborn. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well played, guys. Well played. I'm I'm really struggling. So something we can talk about that is not spoilery in terms of story is an overhaul of the auction house. 
Oh my god, I can't wait. It sounds so good. <laughs> so, okay. it looks like Blizzard is going to make it so... Instead of... Say someone puts a 170 cloth on the auction house and you want 49 of them for some really odd reason, you can just buy 49 of them. And then if that person who is selling it, like, doesn't sell any of the rest of it, they'll get the gold from your 49 and then the rest of the cloth back that was not sold. So this this takes away the whole single stack issue that's been going on for quite a while and it just makes the whole auction house UI and everything so much smoother and I think it's really smart and I am really excited to see this in play. Yeah, because the way I understand it, the way the auction house is going to work now is if you search for a specific item and it has multiple listings at a certain price point, it's going to combine all those and you can just buy a portion of whatever is listed there, right? Am I understanding that correctly? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like every every available item of that price point will be shown as a single um, a single stack and you decide how many you want to buy. It will shave off whatever you want to buy and then the next person can buy whatever they want so um the only problem i see with this is the propensity for undercutting will make it so that there is never going to be more than three or four of a single price point um i'd like to see them kind of to have them in a, in a at average like um 29 gold through 30 gold. Everything in that range will be in the same listing kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there, there will there will be obvious issues, especially with anybody, like, using an add-on to auto-list and auto-price those options. That, that where it automatically undercuts? Yeah, that'll that will be an issue. But, like, overall, like, I'm really liking the way this auction house thing is turning out and we got a, we got a shopping list feature now too which is yeah, cool I think because i always cool. forget the name of the stuff i'm looking for yeah so say say that you are constantly going back to buy augment runes or whatever you can just have that on your shopping list and look through that way instead of trying to remember what it is yeah. so, and guild is pointing out something really nice even despite all the issues that might come up with it, you won't go. You won't ever find ten pages of a single piece of cloth on the auction house anymore. Amen. And, and, and I think and, everybody wins in that scenario. Yeah. I think the benefit. I think the what will cause people to change how they post things is that they know it doesn't matter if you post a hundred at at one one per stack or a single stack of 100, you, they'll still be sold the same, so it does not matter. Um, you can no longer game game the listings by having all of yours being a single stack and just be over, overflowing the, the page. Uh, that will absolutely be a better thing for, for auction house transactions. Um, and hopefully those who are posting things like that right now will change how they're doing it. I have a question for you guys. Shoot. What? There is it. There are some new factions in this patch. I want you guys' thoughts on how you gain faction rep with the following faction. Nazoth. Oh. Huh. Still having the eye on you. And I mean, then questing I, around I, with the eye. 
I I kept I kept the eye. I still have it. So I'm, See, sure, I, I'm sure that's going to come into play. I chucked guy. it. I got rid of it. I, it was messing with my transmog, which is the only reason I, mean, I got rid of it. Yes. That what sucks is that that means in my own personal screen I can't see my pirate hat every day, which is really sad. But when other people look at me, they still see it, so it's okay. Unless they also have the eye. I I guarantee that's going to come into play this patch. Which means I'm going to level up another alliance character, so I can get the uh, so I can like keep the eye. I used to do see, a, lot of people, a lot of people didn't keep the eye, so I I don't see them eliminating a section of the player base on something that's a faction rep. I mean, I mean, that is something to consider, but also remember that in 8.1, when, when Horde players chose to set Saurfang free or not, the, the people who didn't, who chose to continue to summon Sylvanas got something else that nobody else got. Yeah. You know, before BFA, I could I, I could have totally seen that being the case what you just said, but but now, when it seems like they're okay with people not seeing certain content in game, I, I I'm not quite as ready to believe it. And maybe it's not a faction we actually grind rep with. Maybe it's just a faction that we fight. Maybe this is a curious one. I mean, it is listed with other things, though, that you would grind faction for, because that also mentions Paragon. I do like to think I come up with some pretty interesting questions sometimes. Yeah, you do sometimes. It's... Please don't kick me off the show. <laughs> for agreeing with me? Yeah. I'll, I'll take your agreement anytime. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So, so we're going to see a bunch of different stuff getting corrupted by Nazov. Yeah, we are. Four There's specific areas. So yeah, many. four specific areas. So we're gonna see the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. The Veil of Eternal Blossoms is is coming to the forefront again. Surprise! It's restored. Surprise! Not for very long. But it's only so so the veil gets restored, and the assaults, the new assaults, one of them will be happening in the veil. So we'll only see it all. We corrupted or whatever during the assault, and then after the assault, we'll be back to being pristine and pretty. You gotta feel bad for the people who worked to fix that. Like, awesome, we're having a grand opening of, of the valley of the veil. Uh, we worked so hard to clean it up. We did such a good job, and we're so happy. And then it gets corrupted again. But that's why we have to go help. I would quit. I would quit. I'm like, I just worked for the last five years to fix the place you ruined by having a crazy war chief who you then replaced with a good guy and then he died and you replaced with another crazy war chief. Is you learned nothing from it, but I spent all this time fixing this thing and then you ruined it again. I, I, right, so, um, you know that SpongeBob meme where he's sitting in his chair and he's like, I end up heading out? Yeah. This is that's how I imagine the Pandaren reacting when the when the old gun eruption comes. The Pandaren who were responsible for rebuilding everything is like, no, okay, well, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So we get Veil of Eternal Blossoms all restored and then corrupted again. Oldum is also gonna see some corruption. Um and and two two locations that are very important to 50% of the population 
respectively. <laughs> well, I would say between the two of them, they are 100% of the population. Yeah, but each location is reported to 50% of the population in-game. Um, Orgrimmar and Stormwind. But Orgrimmar is just not having a good time. I mean, Stormwind has had its problems. What with, what with they getting set on fire when um, trolls were escaping and all that? But man, Orgrimmar! Like, it just can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, those Hordies, they, they, should, they should find a new home. Maybe they should try, well, and, while they're taking a certain person out to the Grand, they should, like, set up a new home there. Fine. And, and the cool thing about Stormwind and Orgrimmar specifically is that that's the uh, Twisted Visions thing that Ali was talking about earlier, where, um, you know, we're, we're fighting back a bunch of, like, old gaudy stuff, but um, the, I guess the way Ian was describing it, we're not expected to finish it the first time, for the first go. We're only expected to make a little bit of progress each time we go in there and kind of, like, retreat and then use stuff we've collected from there and give it to Mother and whoever Magni. else is in the hard Magni. Bo- and Magni. Did you just whoever else Magni? Well, I couldn't remember it. I, like, I, I, knew, I know Magni's in there. I couldn't remember if they were giving it to Magni or somebody else in the vault. Right. So basically guaranteed time, time gating. Gotcha. Yeah. It's an MMO. They can't have us consuming the... It's a, it's a subscription MMO. They can't have us burning through all that content right quick. They make money the longer we play. Fair what's enough. What's nice is that there's, it looks like the, there's a lot of different things to do Yeah. in this patch. And there's a lot of scenarios. And some of them are kind of the obvious ones. Like we're getting, I'm getting my Worgen Heritage armor, so I'm really excited about that. But there's one for, what looks like there's one for the Goblin and Worgen Heritage Armor. It looks like there's one for, you know, Mechnomes. I'm sure there's one for Volpera. There's a couple that I won't mention because they might be more spoilerific, but I'm really excited about them. So okay. there's just so many great things coming out. Before we before we talk to, to more about the scenarios, if you have anything else to say, I just want to point out the name of one of these scenarios, which is Crapopolis. Yeah, I think it's for the Goblin... It, it looks looks that way. Maybe, but which is hilarious. Looking what you're doing at though at the end there. Oh, oh no. Oh. Spoilers though. Moving on. Yeah. There's oh. stuff, there's a lot of stuff happening this patch, people. I'm excited. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Gildan and the the, the Worgen and uh, the heritage armor. It looks the so gun. great. The goblins have, or the goblins, the organ have a gold top hat. <laughs> Did you see that? That looks, yeah. that looks freaking dope. Still, uh, good. Might have to dust off my. Oh, I race changed my organ. Might have to start a new organ. <laughs> the goblins are cool with their, with their like rockets and everything. And yeah, it's, it's very fitting for them. Yeah, I am not mad about those sets of heritage armor. There's mention of a new, mention of two new battlegrounds. Well, one of them looks to be just like another brawl. The 8.3 epic battleground is interesting to me because it's called Warfront Arathi and is designated as PvP. Oh my goodness! But like, what's happening there? 
I thought the war ended. Why would there be a war for the Nerefi? I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. Oh, what else is there? Oh, there's just so many things. Titan forging. We haven't talked about Titan forging and the fact that like they're changing it, maybe. Yeah, or maybe still... or maybe just renaming it. We don't know yet. Yeah, they're still working on it. They're still working on it. Um I I have a theory that they might be trying to do away with it. And they might be using this as the time to do that. But still working on it. So don't quote me on that because it could be entirely wrong. Just like I was wrong in thinking that we would get 8.3 news at BlizzCon. Yeah, I failed that one. You know, I just found <laughs> I just found something in these in these PTR notes that is making me regret giving up that eye. There's a title. Yeah, there is. Servant of Nazoth. <laughs> I need to get that eye back. I'll probably do that on my priest. Also, one called Minion of Mayhem, which is awesome. Like, what does that title mean? Is the title because is the title because we we did the thing in Iolotha and we lost, and now we're just servants of Nazoth? Or is it because I kept the eye, and and because I kept the eye, I'm a servant of Nazoth? There's so many questions, <laughs> and I just want the answers. But now I'm gonna have to do something else in order to make sure that if it is the eye thing, that I can get that title. Uh, lots of things, so many things. We're I'm sure over. Home. Yeah, I'm sure over the next you know few weeks we'll go into more detail about certain aspects of them as we get new new news or maybe test on the PTR or whatever it may be. Because there's just so much to unpack in this. Ah. Uh... Nyalotha, I can't wait. Oh man, some these bosses. I cannot wait to see what gets thrown at us. Mm. Tentacles. <laughs> That's a different kind of show. Well, I mean, no, no not really, because because for the carapace of Nazoth, <laughs> it is described as a writhing mess of flesh, eyes, and tentacles. So, like, there are definitely tentacles. Oh, there's tentacles all over the place. In one fight, there was a 100% chance of, of tentacles, just the description. <laughs> well, unless there's something else we want to mention about this. Medros, do you have anything else you want to bring attention to? Let me kill him, please. Please let me kill him. You're not going to get to kill him. He's got to help us with our cloak, man. I'll give up a cloak. I don't need legendary. Let me kill him. <laughs> All right, let's move along. Do our second story of our show notes. <laughs> so, uh, Blizzard announced uh, and and began offering the virtual ticket for BlizzCon 2019. Um, we previously mentioned there's a contest if you want to win one. Uh, if you want to get your sooner than that, uh, you can do so for $49.99 American, uh, $64.99 Canadian, I believe. Um, and uh, so you get uh, two more lock pets. Um, you get uh, Finduin and Gilvanus. I love 
Um, you also, uh, with these pets, they have special abilities and special animations that match the Battle for Azeroth launch cinematic. Uh, Finduin has as Anduin's Mass Resurrection shield or bubble, uh, while Galvanus has Sylvanas' Banshee form. Haven't seen those yet in game, but they look hilarious from what I'm seeing here. Um, can, can I just point out that those pets have their own pets? I love that so much. I didn't realize that actually. They do. So they randomly summon their own little mini pets that represent what their secondhand person is. Okay, that's just far too meta for me. Those do you want to share what that is? So Anduin has like a little. I think that's a wolf. What's Cor like corgi? A, a wolfkey. It's yeah, it's, it's kind of wolf looking. Yeah, it's supposed to be Gen. In my mind, it's it's a little Gen. <laughs> it's getting great mane. And and Gilvanus has a, a little forsaken pet, like not as well put together as Nathanos, but you get the implication. The implications there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you guys like the uh, the Wamper pet they had uh, last year? That's pretty cute. Okay. Uh, well, you can now look like one. Yeah, you can. So uh, you get five transmog items. Uh, they're a, tra a cosmetic item. Uh, woolly Wendigo pullover. Woolly Wendigo hood. Woolly Wendigo sweatpants. Woolly Wendigo slippers. And Woolly Wendigo mittens. And if you use all of these things, you look like a really silly looking Wendigo. You say silly, I say you look like you're ready for battle against some old gods. I am definitely wearing these <laughs> when I uh, when I go to Nihilopa. I challenge you, oh, awesome. Toasty, to cosplay a Woolly Wendigo for BlizzCon this year. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> just, just, just straight up no. First of all, all right. that's in I'm even three weeks. Second of all, you're asking me to Two wear eggs. woolly PJs in California. <laughs> I think you should give up on yourself, man. Just give up yourself. Giving up on yourself too hard, man. All right. Well, uh, moving along, uh, you also get in Overwatch uh, two legendary skins. Uh, one is Tronda Symmetra, and one is Illidan Genji. Um, have you have you have you checked out these? Or are they not available yet in, uh, in Overwatch? I. I, I don't know if they're available in Overwatch right I now. Have I know not had a chance. I know that I don't have any of my stuff yet. I'm. I just. I just uh, put my code in this weekend, but I was busy with show stuff, so I didn't get a chance. But I know I enjoy playing Symmetra, so I'm super excited that the skin is available. I think it looks great. I gotta say they they picked they picked them appropriately. They took like Symmetra makes sense for Taranda, I guess, because she's you know like well. Light, like lighty priesty stuff. <laughs> lighty priesty stuff. Uh, and, and and Genji's sword, you know, taking on a very much a, uh, a, a Blades of Azanoth kind of vibe to it. Plus, he's throwing out little mini glaives. Yeah, I like the mini glaives. It's a good touch. Uh, so in Hearthstone, after BlizzCon, uh, you will get a Mystery Golden Legendary card, which, of course, will be related to the new expansion they launched there. Uh, you'll also get a BlizzCon, BlizzCon 2019 card back, um, which looks really cool. 
Uh, in StarCraft game today, you get a classic battle cruiser, uh, Terran unit skin classic battle cruiser portrait, uh, classic ultralisk portrait, and a classic carrier portrait. Um, in Heroes of the Storm, in game today, you have a celestial deep crawler mount, uh, BlizzCon 2019 spray, and BlizzCon 2019 portrait. So excited about that mount. It's another crab mount! Yes, it is. Yay. Um, and of course, you also get to watch BlizzCon at home or wherever you are. Um, so that should be really awesome for anybody who wants to watch. Uh, and BlizzCon opening ceremonies start at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, November 1st. Um, so, yeah, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Did you mention the Diablo wings? I didn't see anything from Diablo on this list. Uh, Diablo rewards TBA. Oh, but they're TBA wings. wings. I, I literally don't see anything about Diablo in this list here at all. Warcraft, <laughs> Overwatch, Hearthstone, Starcraft, Heroes. If you just go down, look at the pictures. It's down there. Oh, but it's it's TBA. So my okay. guess is that it's going to be wings, but it's going to be in theme with whatever the most likely mentioned Diablo Four is going to be. Like, did you men did you did you notice that they didn't say Diablo Four? <laughs> Yep. Or Diablo yes. 3? Diablo Rewards. And yes. in, uh, if I remember right... Oh, no, wait, no, it says Diablo 3 in the release that they put out. It's under the and more to come section. Yeah, plus soon some some to-be-revealed surprises, so... Um, there mm. very well will probably be more in the announcements of BlizzCon. Probably. Good, good rewards this year, that's awesome. Um, I'm glad the Murloc pets are back because I miss those. Me those were too. always so much fun from the BlizzCon stuff. And I'll, I'll give them major credit. They, they pick, pick just the right characters for Murlocs this time around. Um, Finduin is the best Murloc ever. Just saying. And don't at me on this. All right. Um, so, yeah, if you want... To buy one, you can buy one again. That's fifty dollars American, sixty-five Canadian, and whatever your currency is there. Um, but you can also win one, so definitely get your transmogs in as soon as you can. And if you, you know, for some reason uh, aren't able to purchase, um, for, yeah, blah, 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 words hard. If for some reason you're unable to purchase a virtual ticket, or if you're not fortunate enough to win one, there are other options available to you. Like, for instance, you can get together with some friends and, you know, pool your money to get it. Or you can go to one of 20 convenient locations across Europe <laughs> to uh, take a look at BlizzCon via a viewing party at at uh, Meltdown Bars. So it was announced a couple days ago that Blizzard has organized a series of viewing parties with Meltdown Bars in, one, in over... 20 locations um, all over Europe. So you got something, you got some in France, Spain, Germany, England. Oh, there's a meltdown bar in Canada? Of course in it's Montreal. in Montreal. Yep. <laughs> and there's one in Panama. Um, I don't know if there's a cost to it. Is there I don't think I saw any cost to it, no? Yeah. So yeah, um, if watching via the virtual ticket that you purchased yourself is not an option for you, or going to BlizzCon isn't, um, go to any one of the locations uh, of, those, of the meltdown locations listed on this 
uh, release, and you'll be able to watch BlizzCon with a bunch of other people. And, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of yelling, as is tradition. A lot of whoops and cheers and maybe some disappointment. Who knows? Either way, watch with a bunch of people at Meltdown. I may or may not try and watch the opening ceremonies on my phone at work and try to be quiet. I fully support this. I also support this. <laughs> but I don't know how I'll be able to not react. That's the magic problem. That's going to take a lot of magic. Like, Just, okay, here's what you do. You get an old belt and bite down on it. <laughs> that might look a little weird at work. <laughs> that might look a little weird at work. Just yeah, saying. you do what you have to do. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, anyways, yeah, BlizzCon is, is coming, guys. It's almost it's getting it's getting close. Yeah, leave it three weeks. So, so, so Toasty, I have a question. I ask you this. I ask you this question every year. When do you plan to start packing for BlizzCon? Uh, let's see. I leave on the 29th. So the 28th. So basically, right after our show. After, before, during, you know. <laughs> not the during. Really, 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 really prefer not during. Joke's on you, I've done it before. I know you have. I know you have. Actually, I just realized Because last year, before the show, you hadn't done any packing, and after the show, you were half packed. Shh. No. <laughs> actually, no. I just realized something. <laughs> I actually technically have started packing. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I have one thing in my suitcase. Is it craft dinner for Allie? No, I, have to, I haven't picked that up yet. But <laughs> um, I have a Winnipeg Jets playoff towel p- packed for Velvet Dove because uh, I lost one. I lost the one I was supposed to send her last year, so I grabbed an extra one this year. I'm going to give that to her when we see her BlizzCon. I'm mentally packing. Does that count? Um, you've been mentally packing since you bought a ticket, though. Well, this is true, but, you know, you we're getting down to the wire. You know, I just bought new tennis shoes, but, you know, are I want to break them. Are you working them in already? Are you breaking them in already? That's what I was just going to say. Like, I bought them now so I can break them in before BlizzCon. So I don't get Blizz... Like, I, I'm I'm thinking ahead on so many things. And, and, and flu shot? You got that? I'm gonna wear. You got the flu got, shot? I got my flu shot right. yesterday. Ooh, I got to do that. Yes, like, oh, so I'm yeah, kind of mentally yeah. already packing, preparing, you, you, getting ready. You, you should get that this week, man. You should really get that this week. Got it. You should yeah. so two weeks. I mean, Shoppers is like literally down the street for me, so it'll be fine. Book an appointment, though. Just, just saying. Just my recommendation. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm excited for BlizzCon. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know what? You know what's also interesting? Books. Books are cool. Books are cool. Cinematics are really cool. Like also true. The emotion of the cinematic from 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 eight point two point five, like. Imagine you to encapsulate the emotion and, and the effort and the, the the awesomeness of that into a book. I want this so badly. Yeah, dude, me too. So, um, in the uh, in the classic standard they have now of making several volumes of different books, 
the Cinematic Art of World of Warcraft, Volume 1, covering from the launch of World of Warcraft to the Warlords Draenor expansion, uh, has been announced. I don't know when it's coming out. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find a release date on Amazon, because uh, it's currently pre-ordered. Uh, October 15th is when they say it should be coming out, I think. So, Next like, week? Yeah, a week. Next Tuesday. Uh, this book should be out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it uh, it covers some of the most incredible expan- uh, 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 cinematics they've done. Um, my favorite, Wrathgate's there. Um, they have the Cataclysm one there. Uh, they have, basically, uh, choreography of the fights and storyboards and all the concept art they've made. Um it's really, really cool. Uh, Wowhead got a preview copy of this, and I think it's a really, really awesome book from what I've seen, and I, I'm so excited to see this. Um, I, I really hope I can get a copy of this, because it'd be really cool. Um, what cinematic are you guys looking forward to seeing the most in this book? Can I say all of them? No, because I said, what are you looking forward to the most? <laughs> what one are you looking forward to the most? I want this so badly. Um, I have to say Wrathgate. That's still one of my favorites, too. Wrathgate's up there for me. Um, I also wouldn't mind uh, the first cinematic we saw going into Legion. That brief, that brief moment where Alliance and Horde were united before it very rapidly fell apart. Yeah, that went south pretty quick there, yeah. Like, within the hour. <laughs> it did, yeah. Rip. Uh, but yeah, it, it is really cool. Um, I, I cannot wait to see some of the concept art. Uh, I'd like to see kind of st- some of the stuff that didn't get get in um, to some cinematics, like what, what scenes maybe didn't pass the test. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. Um, and I, I just want to see all the work that they've put into this stuff. Um... And what they've done to uh, to make this just the, the the whole I mean we've we've said this before like the the level of artistry they've put into their cinematics uh, so many of us have said like I want that as a show I want that as a TV show um, and you know to see this in a book to see this kind of laid out and explained and and all that information would be so incredible. I mean, yeah, 100%. I, we, 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 like, we, we had what effectively amounted to a full episode of cinematics this expansion so far, and that was great. But yeah, seeing it in the book is just as cool. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's talk some classic. All right. Yes, oh, it's not me. Let's. That's my color. <laughs> so, Blizzard stated in the beginning of Classic that their goal is to refresh their Google document because it decided to crash. Okay, so they their goal in the very beginning was that a few weeks in, they would be able to decrease the amount of layers. And they've already started being able to do that because as players level up and spread out in the world, there's less need for layers. So there has been 13 realms now that have gone down to just the one single layer and they're locked like that. And as we 
continue on and more players spread out or you know maybe not play as much or whatever it may be they will also add more realms to that list but even the more high populated realms like Feralina, I think Grobulus I think Pagel too uh, have gone down to having only two layers already for the last few weeks and that's working pretty well going pretty smoothly but they're monitoring it as long uh, they're monitoring it as we go along to see what else they can add to it so they think that in the next you know week or two they'll be able to do more of that and that they might even put on the realm list in classic that you know layered versus not layered or whatever so they're, they're working on all that they're kind of working out the kinks but it's it's moving along and they also say they're going to continue to offer free character moves to balance populations manage login queues to avoid all these issues i haven't had any login queues on my tune on Pagel or Grobulus. So I think everything they're doing is working nicely. All right. Well, um, after the layering stuff, we um, got some more news from the Visions of Nazoth um, talk with Ian earlier today. Uh, we also got news that as of October 15th, um, Dire Maul will be releasing in WoW Classic. Now, this is not phase two content they went out of the way to say that the Ball is releasing separately of phase two so Ball in its original iteration it's home to some interesting things uh, like Kels Rart is in there so yeah get ready for that um, apparently there's a bunch of stuff this is stuff I'm reading because I didn't do Ball back in the day <laughs> Um, yeah, it's stuff like the Warlock and Paladin class mounts, apparently, come from Dire Maul. So, Warlocks and Pallies, get, get ready to get your thing. And there's, you know, like, and you just get to go do the old Dire Maul stuff. So if that's, if that's something that you've been missing, um, next week we'll, you'll be able to run it. And apparently it's not a, uh, not a short thing to do. Back in the, from back in the day. So, lots of stuff for you to kind of tackle in Wild Classic starting next week. But, of course, you know, there's other content coming. Um, right, Ali? Yes, because originally, Dire Maul was going to be part of Phase 2. They have been monitoring everything. They see people are kind of ready for more, so they took out Dire Maul, and they're just going to give it to us now. The rest of Phase 2 will be coming soon. There will be two new world bosses that drop, you know, some delicious loot. There will be... So that's going to include Azergos and Kazak. The new, uh... Well, not new, it's classic, but the PvP honor system will be coming out that time. As will the keyring which is very helpful because people tend to forget how many of the dungeons raids actually required keys back in the day. So I know a lot of people are really excited about, especially the PVP editions. A lot of people are really waiting for that. 
So I'm, I'm a bit confused. The interview with uh, PC Gamer about Phase Two came out four days ago, and I'm I'm curious if that information is different. Like, if he was referring to Dire Maul when he was saying that stuff would be out, like Phase Two stuff would be out by the end of the year, or if we're going to see more Phase Two stuff by the end of the year. Phase the rest of Phase Two is supposed to come out before the end of the year. It's just that they're bringing Dire Maul out sooner. And their plan is to actually completely eliminate the rest of the layering system by the time Phase 2 comes out. Well, that's cool. I mean, I guess that means everybody's all spread out and they're not worried about server stability anymore. Well, it's server stability, but it's also an issue of the exploitation that can happen. Right, yeah. Layering, especially with the world bosses coming out. Yeah. I guess it's time for our second sponsor then, I guess. Yeah, so our second sponsor, as usual, are the great folks over at Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash books 2019 That's bit.ly slash books 2019 Now over 200,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This week, we're going to take a look at an Audible original series, uh, We'll Save the Galaxy for Food. Uh, it's book one of the ja- Jacques McKeown series let's have a listen a chamber with an ornate archway in the middle of the floor a control booth was discreetly tucked away in the upper region of the far wall to distract as little as possible from the splendid artistry of the place absolutely none of which was being appreciated by the hefty number of star pilots present leaning impatiently against every solid object They were clad in the widest variety of jumpsuits, flight jackets, and metallic fabrics imaginable, in every colour of the tarnished spectrum, and all held cardboard signs similar to my own. Most were human. The extrasolars almost all went back to their home systems after the Golden Age ended. But there was the occasional glimpse of green skin or tentacles among the crowd, the ones with no home to go back to. We all knew each other, I'd fought against and alongside half the room in some galactic battle or another, back in the Golden Age. But there was no chatting. Camaraderie might return later, when we were all back in the brandied bracket swapping war stories. But here on the concourse there were no friends. There was only competition. So once again, that was We'll Save the Galaxy for for Food? The first books in the Jacques McKeown series, written by, oh, it's written and narrated by Yahtzee Croshaw. You can find that and over 200,000 titles over at bit.ly slash books 2019 And we thank Audible for their support of the show. Did you choose that because it mentions tentacles? I just really like the name of the book, honestly. <laughs> we'll save the galaxy for food. I mean, come on. It's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. For sure. All right, so our question of the week, uh, which I, I'm sure we had not a lot of opinions on this one, uh, were what were your thoughts on the war campaign finale? Frasley says, clink, 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 tear. Yep, accurate. Uh, Poikle Satin says, I have been having too much fun in Classic to even look at it yet. Zephyrai says, without spoilers, damn, with spoilers. Damn, Queen. <laughs> WookieBH says, I enjoyed it and can't wait to see what's next. Anduin standing in Orgrimmar during Sarah Bang's eulogy was a sight to behold. 
yes, it was. Leo Wilde says, I thought the cutscenes were very well designed as usual, and I'm excited to see what happens next. What really surprised me was the revelation that we have been in a fourth war, perhaps for all of WoW, and we are implicitly entering a new era in Azeroth's history. And Hoodshark1 says, needs more cowbell. Also, Tyrande should have shown up and declared war on the Horde, just so we could see the look on anyone's face. No. Sorry. <laughs> I want peace. I want peace craft for, for, for an expansion. Please. Well, we're not going to get it. I know. All right, next week's question is, what are you most excited about in 8.3? It's death. He's not going to die, man. Nihilotha. Just think that raid has so many names in it that are interesting to me, and I want to see what how they're brought back in. There's so much lore happening. I'm so excited. Can I say everything? Is that an answer? Can I just, just say everything? Fine. Everything! <laughs> All right. So, um, reminder to those... Or a statement, I guess. We haven't really actually said so. Uh, there will be no episode next week. And only part of that is because Toasty wants to be here for episode 666. But also, it's Canadian Thanksgiving next week. <laughs> However, we could still do a show, but I just want to be here for episode 666. But also, Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, shoutouts. How about you, Toasty? Uh, I'm going to give a shoutout to Will. Congratulations on the engagement, dude. Yay. That's super cool. And Ali. Yeah, I've had a very long list of shoutouts to potentially do this week, but I'm going to settle on a shoutout to our listener, Leah Wild, who has been just dying for Volpera, just keeping the faith alive, you know, being do, doing these like sit-ins and game and just so passionately waiting and begging and asking for Volpera, and we finally get it, and when I saw that, I just immediately thought of Leah Wild, and I'm just so happy for them and their friends. And yeah, so shout out to them for for keeping hope alive, and it's paying off. I, I can think of another listener who's just as happy by the announcement of Alan Races today, but that's not my shout out. Uh, my shout out is going to be to Ro, uh, who had me on the RNG segment of Raw Maintenance. By now, you've already heard that, if you listen to his show. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I'm not sure what I expected when I first was invited, but uh, it was a lot of fun to do, and uh, I was glad to be glad to do that. Uh, so don't listen to that uh, when you have a chance. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. So, uh, time for our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, our number is 1-785-ATA-WOW5. That's 1-785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Come check out our Discord at bit.ly slash ata-discord. On Twitter, you can find us at allthingsaz for the show, at medros for myself, at fandeth for fandeth, at toastypostycan for toasty, at aliandersk for ali, and at dawnforge for the network. Please also check out Ali's show at DungeonFables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. 
Also, please check out some of our other shows on the Dawn Forge Network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of, I'm sure, more 8.3 news. Tentacles! Fighting pajamas! <laughs> long, live, long live King Finduin. This podcast brought to you by Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2019. Get more at thedawnforge.com. <laughs>